Parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby. A little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life. I'm Jessica Rolfe, and this is My New Life, a Love Every Podcast. While the science aligns on what's healthy for a baby's brain development, when it comes to how to care for our babies, there's a seemingly endless supply of competing perspectives. Parents are swimming in advice on sleep, feeding, and parenting philosophies. In this season of the podcast, we aim to provide a variety of curated perspectives so you can make informed choices for your family. When my toddler was 22 months, I decided it was time for him to ditch diapers. I did the weekend blitz with rewards. For my first child, it was trinkets because I didn't want to reward him with food. But by the time I got to my third, I resorted to mini M&Ms. It worked out for us, but isn't necessarily a best practice. Today's guest, who doesn't believe in bribing children, has much to teach me. She says learning to use the toilet doesn't have to be a sprint to the finish. If you approach it more like a marathon, or at least a long meandering stroll through the park, it can take some of the pressure off. And removing some of the pressure tends to make the process a whole lot more enjoyable for the parent and the child. Nicole Kavanaugh is a Montessori parenting expert and the writer and mom behind the Kavanaugh Report. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's so great to get to know you a little bit. I wanted to just jump right in and ask you, how does Montessori toilet learning differ from the more traditional potty training? Right. So toilet learning is basically the equivalent to learning to walk or learning to talk for your child. It's just going to the bathroom. Um, And it's something that our children know how to do. You know, they've been going, you know, pee and poop since they were born. But now we're just sort of changing how we're doing it. And instead of making it some sort of weekend thing or um, this three-day fix or whatever, you know, sort of traditional method where the parent decides this is the weekend, we're doing it, and we're going to reward you until you figure it out. Um, We're going to take it really slow, just like you would when your child is learning to talk and to walk. We're going to see our children where they are at. We're going to meet them where they're at, and we're going to start to make this part of our routine as slowly or as quickly as our child is ready. And so it doesn't involve any sort of rewards. It doesn't involve punishments. It doesn't involve any sort of adult-led timetable or adult-led pressures. The only um, sort of role of the adult is to prepare the environment for uh, toileting and give our children those opportunities to go. And if they should take them, great. And if not, we're okay with that too. And so it's sort of a slower, more child-led process than traditional toilet training or potty training situation that we're all pretty familiar with. And then how early did you start this process with your kids? So in Montessori, it really, the sort of typical adage is between 12 and 18 months. I like to remind people that this is a process that doesn't just start one day magically at 
you know, 15 months, we're just like, oh, we're doing it now. This is something we're going to be talking and thinking about from the time the child is a baby. And we're not going to do it in like, oh, here's today we're using the toilet. It's, oh, we're involving our child in diapering as as they're getting older. You know, they're a little tiny baby. We're going to talk to them about what we're doing. Then we're going to, you know, in change to what we call standing up diaper change in Montessori so that they can get even more involved. And this is happening as they're an infant. As soon as they're, you know, starting to stand independently, we're, we're starting to think about what it might look like in our home to do some potty learning. And over time, we're going to slowly just sort of make it more and more part of our routine. So it's hard to give you like, this is the age you have to do it by. You ditch the diapers and you do maybe a diaper during nap and at bedtime. And then you're kind of doing this more gradual learning. Like, how does this work? Are there lots of accidents? Like, <laughs> paint the picture for me a little bit. Sure. Yeah. There, we call them misses um, instead of accidents because this is all about shifting our own expectation um, too. So instead, it's not an accident; it's just a miss. We didn't we didn't uh, get there this time, but that doesn't mean anything bad happened, right? So that's a good little language piece to keep in mind. But in reality, there are there is a lot of pee on the floor. Uh, that's that's the reality for potty training, potty learning, whatever whatever method you're going to take, there's going to be pee on the floor. Um, so it's good to remember that and get that expectation in your mind as well. But backing up to like what this looks like in real life, in reality at home, when you have multiple children, you know, I have four children, I can't always have my toddler be in underwear peeing all over the place. And so it can be a more gradual process at home. It might be that, oh, I have a morning off and I've noticed that my 15-month-old is really mobile now. And I've noticed that maybe he grabs his wet diaper when he's peeing. Or, you know, there might be just some signs that he's a little bit more aware. I can try putting underwear on just for that morning. We make it a casual process. You know, we're not expecting perfection. We're not expecting that they're going to go. We're just expecting that that awareness is going to grow over time. And then we're going to make it part of our routine. And so we might say like, oh, every time we get up from a nap or from or in the morning, we're going to go right to the potty and sit down. Or after every meal, we're going to get up and go right to the potty and sit down. That doesn't mean that you might not have a diaper on in between. Or it might be that some of the time you have an undie on. The process can be a little bit more fluid like that. But it's not going to be something where our adult expectations are that they are going to the to the potty and peeing or pooping in the potty every single time. We know that it's going to be a little bit more gradual and we know that they're going to start making those connections um, between what's going on with their body and what they're seeing and what they're, they're experiencing, the more opportunities they have to do it. So if you go at 12 months and decide we're now only using uh, underwear, you're going to have a lot of pee. Um, you're going to have a lot of, of that. Um, but over time, you're going to notice, oh, my child is making those connections. And so for me personally, we start, you know, 15 to 18 months, depending on the child, where we really are spending significant portions of the day out of a diaper. And, um, you know, we, we take a relaxed approach. So then what kind of time frame are we thinking? Like, do you spend a year doing this? Is this about, you know, when are they really kind of more consistently just comfortable going to the potty, wearing underwear, except for maybe at night in a nap time? Right. You know what I can't give you? It, this is sort of the frustrating answer, right? Like, I can't tell you when your kid's going to walk. I can't tell you how long it's going to take for your child to like learn to speak. We can't tell you exactly how long potty learning is going to be. In my experience, it's been less than six months. I've had some um, people who I've talked through this process and coached and worked with that, you know, 
after the first week, their their child is is mostly making it to the toilet. And so it really depends on the child, how much you're you're using underwear, you know, just their temperament really plays into it. Uh, your environment can play into it. And so there are just a lot of factors. And I think it's important for parents to get less focused on what the timeline looks like and more focused on that this is a process and however long that process is, this is what it is. We, we can't change what our children need or want in any particular moment. We can just meet them where they are and really enjoy that moment that they are in and start to see it as this learning opportunity, just like we're excited when they're when they're starting to learn their colors and we're excited when they're taking their first steps. We can be excited that they're starting to make these connections between their body and our societal expectations of using the toilet. And so it can really be that relaxed sort of meet the child where they are process. For potty learning to really work, you have to get your child on board. The Potty Learning Course Pack has everything you need to make this experience positive for you and your child. We give your child their own books and tools so they can tap into that powerful, intrinsic motivation. Pair that with a realistic plan, expert guidance, insight from Love Every Families, and a printed parent guide to get everyone on the same page, and you'll be set up for success. Whether you're planning ahead, you've had some stops and starts, or you're in the middle of it, visit loveevery.com today to start the Potty Learning Course Pack and see all the course packs we offer. I think you're getting to this with the with your answer that you just gave us, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about the downsides of a more kind of focused approach. You you know you lift up all the rugs, you do a, a weekend where you're not don't go anywhere. You might use bribes and rewards versus this slower potty learning. Can you talk to me mm-hmm. about the pros and cons or the benefits of this approach that you're describing and the cons of doing it in a more focused, uh, you know, with bribes and rewards? Well. So the problem with bribing and rewards is that it removes a child's intrinsic motivation to do whatever task uh, you want them to do. And so in Montessori, we don't use rewards or praise for anything. Um, And so we really want to protect and nurture their intrinsic motivation to follow and understand their own bodily needs. And so giving them that opportunity to really figure it out on their own you're going to see a lot more long-term success. I think there's a big fallacy in sort of this potty training world um, where people think like, oh, I have my weekend and there's never any accidents after that. That's not true. It can also take a really long time. Uh, Kids and parents get so frustrated and, and, kids get very frustrated and, and the process is very stressful. I mean, who's like, oh, yay, we're potty training this weekend. No, it's this huge dreaded moment between the child and the parent. And it's fueled with tantrums and it's fueled with uh, power struggles. And then you're continuously for months after that dealing with a child who, yeah, maybe peeing in their pants. And you're like, why are you still doing this? It didn't work. What have I done wrong? Or what is wrong with you? That blame and that guilt and that frustration all come back to you and your child. When really, 
they just might need a little more time. And if we're giving them those opportunities to know their body, really take control over the situation from the beginning, we're going to see a lot more long-term independence. And we're going to see a much more confident child, a child that is happier in this process, a child that isn't having a huge giant tantrum every single time that they need to, to use the toilet. And, and it's just a little bit less stressful. It doesn't have to be this big dreaded thing. It's just a new part of life. It's just this next phase in your child's development that you get to sit back and enjoy. And I know that sounds sort of unreal, right? It sounds a little bit like that can't be. Um, but you really can if we we switch our own expectations to there's going to be some pee on the floor. There's going to be some poop on the floor. Um and we're going to be okay with that. And then they're going to learn and they're going to have that accomplishment all to themselves. This is going to be something that they feel really good about. And I love how you described that. And, I, you know, speaking of stress, you'd mentioned a little bit of stress. You know, poop mm-hmm. can be kind of stressful for both the child and the parent. Can you talk to us about how your approach, like what's been your personal experience with um, children and po- your children and pooping. Have they been afraid of pooping in the potty? Do they hold mm-hmm. the poop until the nighttime diaper? Do they get constipated? Talk to us about poop. Poop is weird, right? Like I, I feel uncomfortable saying the word poop as a 36 year old woman, right? Like this, it's weird in our society. We, we have a, a distance from it, like a healthy distance, right? Like I don't want to, to, to feel like we should all be like more into it, but it's it's the same way for our children. We we spend so much of their you know toddler and their babyhood telling them, "Oh, this is stinky. Oh, that's gross. Don't touch it. Don't do this." And then we expect them to poop in a tiny little toilet and have it be right there next to them, and then not freak out. And I think so. So much of that is just preparing them a little bit ahead of time and shifting. If you have a younger child, if you're listening to this and you have an infant who might be you know thinking about potty learning or potty training stop with the nonsense that this is stinky or gross during their diaper changes. Start explaining to them, oh, this is poop. You pooped. Involve them in that process. I love using books. Um, Everyone Poops by Taro Gomi is one of my favorites. And just talking about this is something that happens to all of us. And, And just sort of taking the mystery and the grossness as much as possible out of the poop. If you have animals, if you have a dog or a any sort of pet, I guess it would work. Go and talk about their poop or go to a dog park and talk about their poop. Um, Get more comfortable talking about and being around poop in your everyday life situation. Another thing that I always tell parents that they should do is model going to the bathroom with our children. We think about all the things and the ways that we model for our kids every day. You know, that's how they learn to talk because we're talking around them. That's how they're learning to walk because we're walking around them. That's how they learn, you know, names of things because we're telling them they learn how to drink from a cup because they watch us. They need to watch us go to the bathroom bathroom too. And so that that can feel a little bit weird and uncomfortable if you're not sort of used to that idea. But if you have a child who's afraid, particularly for children who are afraid, show them that you do it too and show them, hey, I poop, here's my poop and be really cool about it. Just make that sort of that slow process and that slow introduction to being around your bodily functions. Something that can help if you're finding a child that's like significantly afraid of pooping is ditch the little tiny potty where they're like very close to the poop. Um, 
if you adapt your larger toilet, maybe with a seat reducer, they make some great like little stairs up to the toilet. Using something like that where they're not like really close to the poop after um, they've gone can also be a help for children. That's such a great tip. And you had mentioned this, you know, this environment. Can you tell us anything more about what this Montessori potty learning environment looks like? Sure. So we want to create an environment where your child can access the toilet independently, but not just the toilet. We also want them to access things like their underwear or, you know, rags to help clean up because cleaning up and and dealing with those misses and being involved in those misses is another way uh, that we're going to give our child agency and control in that situation. And so, you know, it's just a simple area. It doesn't have to be like you create like a whole new environment for your child. It's putting a little potty at their level where they actually are during the day, having a little basket with some underwear or some cloths to clean up or a small spray bottle um, can also be really helpful. And then somewhere to put the dirty laundry, um, a, a bucket or a laundry basket, whatever feels right in your space so that your child can, you know, remove their underwear and put it into the dirty basket and then grab a clean pair if they need to. We want to make this process as independent as possible. That doesn't mean our children will always be independent. It means they have the opportunity to be independent. And I wanted to ask a little bit about cloth diapers. Um, What is your Mm -hmm. opinion on cloth diapers and do they play a role in this potty learning? Yes, they can. So There are people in the Montessori community who are convinced that cloth diapers are an important first step in helping our children understand when they're wet and when they're dirty. I am not personally one of those people. I have used disposables with all four of my kids, and I don't really think it makes that big of a difference. If families want to use cloth diapers or are currently using cloth diapers, I think that's awesome. I I think it does probably allow them to feel a little more wetness. I just am not completely sold on this idea that you have to switch to cloth diapers before moving into, you know, underwear or something like that. I think you can be a little more flexible and you don't need to change up your routine with diapering as you switch into uh, potty learning. And you have some great tips and recommendations on your website for pottying in public and pottying, you know, travel potty. Can you tell us a little bit about what you recommend for pottying in public? Toileting in public is a completely different experience than, you know, toileting in your little potty at home. And so it can be a really overwhelming experience if you're you're a small little ch- child and you're moving into needing to go to the bathroom because we've all been there where we have our child out at Target and we're like, oh man, they really got to go. And then we have to go to these giant toilets where there's like 12 of them in there and it's really loud and the automatic flushers and then our kid has a meltdown and pees their pants and it's a huge deal, right? Like this is a thing that can happen. What I recommend is instead of waiting to introduce the toilet, the public toilets, to your child when you're actually in underwear, actually trying to not pee your pants, go into the toilet as part of your trip's when things are relaxed. Go in there when there is no pressure. Hey, this is the bathroom at Target. Look at, they have a bunch of toilets. That's different than our house. Look at, here are the sinks. We can make our water go without touching anything. Oh, the toilet sounds like that. And just getting them acclimated to sort of what it looks like to be in a public bathroom um, can take some of that pressure and that fear away. They also do have great 
travel potty seats that you can just pop in your diaper bag or even some are so small that they can fit in like a little backpack and you could pop it on there and that little seat reducer can help uh, your child, you know, sit on the toilet a little more comfortably. One sort of weird tip that works really well for my children and, and for some of the people that I've worked with is turning your children around on the toilet. So instead of having them face the way an adult would face, give them sort of the back of the toilet as what they can hold and touch. And I know it sounds weird, and especially right now, to like touch things in public, but it gives them a little bit of grounding and a little bit of stability and makes them just a little bit more relaxed to be able to go. Um, Another great tip is have a pack of post-it notes in your backpack or your diaper bag and put it over the automatic flusher so that it doesn't automatically flush while your child is going because that can be really loud and scary too. Um, and then you could just grab one and then remove it when you're done so that the flusher goes off. Uh, but it's, it's again, it's just a process of making it more comfortable and as independent as possible for your child and, and really having your expectations in check. Not that they're like giving you a hard time by peeing their pants and like not wanting to use the toilet that for us is the exact same. For them, this is a really new environment and a new experience. And we just need to introduce them to it the way we would introduce them to, you know, different types of animals at the zoo. We just have to like treat it as that same type of learning experience. Oh, those are such great tips. How about nighttime and nap time? How, what do you recommend for those times for potty potty learning? So night sleep and night urination is a completely different sort of system for children, which is something I was shocked to learn. I don't feel like anyone ever told me like, guess what? They don't actually control urine production um, at nighttime. And so it's actually driven by a hormone. And if your body hasn't produced enough of that hormone yet, your child is going to have a very hard time staying dry overnight. It's sort of a waiting game. It's actually developmentally appropriate for children to wet the bed until age seven. You know, pediatricians are going to tell you, yep, it just happens. So sometimes we get really hung up that like if our children are daytime dry, that they also should be nighttime dry, but that isn't necessarily the case. So I recommend waiting until your child is mostly or consistently dry at their diaper when they're waking up to make the switch. Um, And And I've done that for now for several of my children, you know, and then it's just like, oh, we're wearing undies now and that's it. There's really no process that it has to be. Uh, Once they're ready, they're ready. But that readiness can take a while because it's just about hormone production. And honestly, if uh, you're finding yourself with an older and older child, ask your parents, ask your grandparents because it runs in families. Apparently it's it's genetic what this age of hormone production is. Um, Similar for naps. If you're noticing that your child is waking up wet, you know, that's okay. You can stick with that diaper uh, until you're noticing that they're staying dry for those couple of hours that they're sleeping and then just make the switch. Uh, Some children will want to make the switch on their own and then you can follow their lead as well. Nicole, this has been so great. I wanted to ask you if there's any final advice that you have for our listeners that we haven't covered today. I think that it's just important to realize with anything in parenting, but particularly with potty learning, the success really is going to depend on your expectations. And so going into this, just knowing, hey, this is a new learning opportunity. Take the pressure off yourself. Take the pressure off your child and just see how it goes. And people are sometimes really like, oh, they're going to pee all over everything. They're going to poop all over everything. And challenge that idea 
it's not as bad as you think it is. Um, and so we have in our society this idea that it's just going to be a nightmare. And if we just flip our own expectations and take a more relaxed approach and a more child-led approach, it really can be something that you can just allow your child to have in their control and make it a much more peaceful process. But that's going to depend not on your child's behavior, but on your own reaction to the situation. And so as much as possible, keep that calm for yourself and know that this is a process. Know that they're making connections. Know that that awareness is going to grow over time and uh, just sit back and watch the beauty of that unfold. Oh, Nicole, this has been so great having you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Learn more about Nicole's Montessori approach to toilet learning on the Kavanaugh Report at thekavanaughreport.com. You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to loveevery.com. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. I'm Jessica Rolfe. Thanks for listening.